Women were muted again today, one journalist wrote in 2021 when the Mother and Baby Homes Commission of Investigation published its report. It's a muting Irish women have long endured, says Gronya Mulvey, but it's a silencing the composer has been working to address. In 2020, she created Great Women, built on speeches from four historical Irish women, and her latest, Until the Women of Ireland Are Free, expands on the idea, this time bringing into her music speeches by Irish women from trade unionist Harriet Morrison and suffragette Hannah Shee Skeffington to Magdalen survivor Elizabeth Coppen. Until the Women of Ireland Are Free gets its world premiere in Clonmel next month as part of the Finding a Voice Festival of Music by Women Composers. And ahead of that, Culture Files' Rachel Andrews spoke to Gronya Mulvey about voices muted, freed and synthesised. covers the period of women having to try so hard to, to get the, the vote and then the physical and mental problems that women have had to endure as well and have had to suffer. It covers various different texts from people like Hannah Shee Skeffington and Margaret Hinchy and it goes right through then to Claire Daly's speech on the repeal of the eighth, and it also looks at Elizabeth Cop. It looks at her speech at Oxford Union at the Oxford University address that she gave there about 2018, and she states a harrowing account of her time spent in incarceration in the Magdalen Laundries and before that in the industrial school. This, I believe, is a significant signal of change. It's a follow-on from Great Women, a project which centred on Countess Markovich and Rosie Hackett and also then incorporated the inaugural speeches of President Robinson and President McAleese. This emerging Ireland of tolerance and empathy. The old Irish term for province is chocolate, meaning a fifth. This other piece has been another kind of thread from that, um, and I thought it would be good to extend, you know, to look at other issues. There are various different speeches um, within the activists' uh, work. So, you know, very often you see uh, speeches that are made in the States or whatever, Harriet Morrison made, you know, great speeches within the state. Uh, Hannah Sheehy Skeffington toured the US with uh, lots of different um, speeches that she made. Uh, it was absolutely remarkable um, against conscription and for women's franchise and, uh, you know, f- uh, for equal pay and rights and everything. And, and then I was trying to think of how to capture the speech um, what else to do with the speech. The speeches are also intrinsic to the textures of the music as well. Uh, for example, when I was working with Ailish Kerrigan, who's the mezzo-soprano for this piece, I could record her voice and then I manipulated that and then played it back, then resynthesized it as well. So the basis of even fragments of the speeches become part of the embedded texture. And that's almost like a kind of a struggle that women have always had. They have been silent 
silenced for so long and it's just to evoke that as well and to bring it out in other ways uh, like where there's fragments of speeches and then there's parts of sentences that come out and then there's stated parts of speeches that are made within the whole work throughout When you say synthesize, what does that mean exactly? That means, you know, taking the voice and remolding it into something else, redeveloping it into, say, textures or sounds or stretching it or, you know, reversing it or splicing it into small bits so that you're you're making some other collage from the collection of, of speech that you have and then that you can actually you know you can embed that in the texture or you can superimpose it on the speech so that it has a life of its own as well apart from the instrumental accompaniment. Her voice is synthesized, so it's like she has, you know, it creates these drones and different things, so it creates these kind of pitches which underscore the, the music or the underscore the speeches. And then there's other things um, which I felt was kind of strange dichotomy in a way, but some of the music is quite tonal, which is like to show the kind of veneering that society had really, you know, where women the state and church and everything there was a kind of veneer over all these institutions that were um, there in the background and that we weren't really um, privy to the knowledge of what was going on. So there's that element as well, which I was um, drawn to, to as well, to try and portray this kind of beauty where there was this really bad uh, these bad things happening as well. It's something that I love doing anyway and um, um, I suppose my treatment is kind of unorthodox because I like all the sounds of the voice, the breath, everything. So like all those aspects of the, the you know, every kind of little nuance that I can find goes in the mix as well. So it's it's not just a clear kind of sonic um, palette, everything is there. And I love that about different voices because that marks that person's voice, that thing that they do, that little nuance, whatever, and you're you're aware of it then for other pieces that you might actually filter through or, you know, work through their voices and other capacities. So it's 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 nice to have the individual stamp when you're recording. This Ireland, which stands so confidently on the brink of the twenty first century and the third millennium, is one our forebears dreamed of and yearned for. I was struck by how how many remarkable women there have been right throughout the centuries and that really floored me. Proud of its people, its language and of its vast heritage. An Ireland at the heart of the European Union, respected by nations and cultures across the world. 
Gronia Mulvey there and the reporter was Rachel Andrews. Until the Women of Ireland are free, premieres on Friday, March 10th in Old St Mary's Church in Clonmel as part of the Finding a Voice Festival.